apparently, that is the sound of the Iceman known as Otzi. That's science's best guess at what he would have sounded like. I have no idea because I'm not a scientist, and I don't really have an idea of what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to this. I'm basically trying to express my enthusiasm for the well for the man known as Otzi. From what I know, science has thrown more science at him than any other ancient human being, and it's surprising how much they know about the last few days of his life let alone how much we can tell just from looking at his body and his wounds. So, uh, we're going to try and t tread extremely carefully through this one, and let's see where this goes. Just to uh, kick this off, um, I'm going to put out some basic facts that I hope are correct. So from what I hear, uh, Utsi supposedly died about 5,200 years ago, give or take 100 years or something. He was found in the ice, um, which was uh, partly melting or something. Some, some people found him, a couple of hikers. They took an unusual route. And they thought that he he was like someone that had died within the last, um, you know, 20 years or so. And it turned out he was, yeah, from the Copper Age. Um, <clears throat> he is known as Otzi because he was uh, uh, he was found in the, the Otzal Alps. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I have no idea if I do. Uh, and uh, there was some dispute for a while over which side of the border he was on in between uh, Austria and Italy. Either way, they resolved that eventually. Thankfully, he didn't defrost too much before they figured that out, and he's been on ice for a long time, and they've been doing an incredible amount of science on him, figuring out interesting things about him. So, without further ado, we're going to get into this about uh, what me and Hamish think is interesting about him. And then from this, if there's any questions that anyone has, um, just uh, put them in the comments or send them to us and um, Messenger Pigeon, whatever. And we will attempt to talk to a specialist one day, if we can, in a future podcast. And we will we will bring up these uh, queries and try and find out more about him. Now, uh, I think it's... Well, since I am a tattooist, and Hamish, you are a leather worker, I think it would make sense to talk, first of all, about his tattoos and his leather work. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. So, come on, tell me, what do you find interesting about his leather work? Uh, well, the main thing is the kind of ingenuity of his layers of what he was making and the animals that it was made from. So most of his clothing is from goatskin. Uh, makes a lot of sense with those kind of high regions he's in. There's uh, the goats. I think the the I think it's his jacket or trousers. The goatskin it's made from. The kind of uh, descendants of those goats are still around today. So you can still even see the species, roughly what it's made from. Um, his his cap was bearskin, brown bearskin, and he had uh, leather shoes, a really interesting leather belt, um, just really kind of nicely made stuff. Uh, I don't want to say crude, cause, or, or, or kind of primitive, because they were quite ingeniously made. Mm. Um, you know, and that time, time period is seen as primitive, but 
um, to create something out of nothing is a hell of a lot of work. And it's just nice to see the detail that goes into his clothing and that it was built for a purpose. This wasn't light clothing. He was doing some serious work, serious altitude climbing uh, from warm regions to cold regions. So it's really cool to see how his clothing reflects that and how he can layer up and layer down. Um, this is a guy that knew his equipment inside and out. I think that's the main thing that I think interesting about it. Yeah. I read something that described him as a, a type of Rambo, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, like he has multiple different types of, of uh, animal skins within his clothing as well. Yeah. And it, I've, I've read some really controversial, not controversial, I've read some really um, conflicting stuff though of some people that think, oh, his equipment actually wasn't that good for this and that and maybe he wasn't actually doing what some people you know, say he was doing that sort of equates to the idea that he was some sort of Superman of the time going up and down the Alps on a daily basis and doing all of this. Because obviously, you know, that's <clears throat> one of the things we'll be getting to is that about what he was doing in the last few days of his life shows that he was possibly going from ground level really, really high up, back down again, and then up again. And they can tell this from the pollen samples in his lungs from the different altitudes and things that he was doing. And, and he had really built up legs. So it sounds like he, like he, well, I think that he was doing these things. And I, I heard one company made a replica of his leather shoes. And I think they were padded out with grass or something. Yeah. 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 And they tested them out and they said they were perfectly fine. They were really good. Could they get a, uh, a pattern on these? And they were like, no, you're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah. I think there's clothing though as well. Um, people saying if it's not performing doing the right thing. When we go up into the mountains, we're not always wearing the best of the best stuff. He was wearing what he could adapt from what he had. Mm. And I think it's his skill to adapt is what's important here. Not that his clothing was the best of the best. It was, it was pretty damn good. But it's this man's ability to adapt to his environment. That's his skill. What I think is wonderful as well is that people aren't sure whether or not he was... Just a simple goat herder, or if he was at the top of the aristocracy. And because they're not sure how common those things that he had with him were, because there's no other evidence to go off. Yeah, that's a really great area yeah. to think about. Yeah. I heard, I should have looked into this much beforehand, but I heard that they recently found a stone or unearthed a stone or something. And that seems to have references on it to his copper axe that was with him. This seems to suggest that maybe even the stone was a memorial to him. Obviously, we have no bloody idea. And maybe, maybe the axe wasn't his. Um, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get back to that in a bit. Um, tell me about uh, what you know about his belt, because I know you know more about that than me. So I love the belt because it's it's made from thin leather. I think it's goatskin as well. Um, it's got parts that are braided together to form kind of pockets in it like sleeves, um, and he had like a toolkit in, in those pockets. Um, this belt kind of wraps around him in lace, and it had bits of spare lace tied to it for repairs, and it had uh, beads attached to it, and he was carrying kind of uh, fungi attached to it as well that I believe he was using to treat certain worms he was carrying in his stomach or certain mm. parasites. So it's like the craftsman's tool belt which I think is awesome yeah. that he was carrying everything he needed 
not in this big bag, not in this huge big pouch, but just in a nicely made belt that yeah. kept everything close to his body, which means moving through the environment was a lot easier. I've heard that he had on him again, I'm not sure if it was in his belt or wherever, but he had a type of uh, fungi that you could hold embers in so you could easily start fires in places. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the same one as something that he had that they think he was eating to treat the parasites that were in his stomach of a type of worm or something. Yeah. So they think that he, had, he was holding his own like a medical kit on him as well. And that string possibly had beads on it that he would be using for trading. Yeah. Who knows? Again, it's, a, you know, it's just speculation. It's that kind of carrying spare leather to repair stuff that shows he's adapting on the move. And his kit's going to wear out and he's going to remake it and repair it. Mm. And he's got trading opportunities, which shows he's passing other people. And that, that it's a tool belt and a first aid kit. It's all wrapped up in one. Yeah. So yeah, go Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think it's just worth stating again that, you know, he died in what is known as the copper age. And that they think that maybe he was somewhere in between the idea of being possibly like still hunter gatherer. A little bit and then more on the sort of the ag agricultural side and as i said it's not quite known where he quite stood in his um social hierarchy but they know that he had um he had traces of arsenic in his hair and within his lungs i believe which showed that he was involved in metal smelting which again you know with the fact that he had a copper axe means that it probably did belong to him. But he was murdered. He was um he has he has an arrowhead still embedded in his back. They did defrost him recently or within the last few years and they were gonna try and dig it out and they, they decided it was gonna cause more damage to him so they left it in there. Uh and there's uh signs that he was hit on his head that he, he sustained major damage. Uh, I think I read something that he maybe got hit and and that he was just there was you know i'm not sure when that was it but I've, i have heard people say that i have read should i say that they think that that was one of the killing blows on him as well either way it seems that the the arrow uh the shaft of the arrow was taken off him or taken out of him and that you know he was he was murdered there and there I think it's interesting that people still aren't quite sure if it was a ritualistic murder or if it was literally just a murder. Um, because I've, I've heard as well that there's some, there's some com confusion as to why he has um, been preserved so well up until now in the ice. I've heard, I have no idea, obviously I'm not a scientist, but I've heard it's, it seems a little um, peculiar that he has preserved been preserved so well over time to be random hmm? yeah you think it's on purpose i have no idea yeah i i personally i, I personally think that he was murdered mm -hmm. and we talked about this a bit previously yeah. before this is like it's really interesting to think about whether and he was the goody or whether he was the buddy <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i know we said we'd, we'd cover leather and tattoos before getting in but i'm i'm, I'm gonna ramble i'm gonna go over <laughs> it i'm going for it so um, he has uh, the blood of four different individuals on him. He has some on his uh, on his knife, on his coat, and on on his arrows. 
I think I've heard that he has two different types of blood on his arrows, or, or I have no mm-hmm. idea. It could be on one of like his coat instead or something. But either way, it suggests that he was in, involved in conflict within the last two days of his life, or maybe more. And he also had a couple of broken ribs on his right side and a really deep cut in his right hand that uh, had possibly been from two or three days before, or three to eight days, I think I read. But it it does seem like he was involved in a conflict as well as going up and down in the mountains. So I think his bow was also snapped. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's trying to piece that together. I think he only happened. had one working arrow as well. The rest of them were in pieces and he was going to try and possibly fix them up or something. Well, that's the thing with, with the arrows of that time, with using flint arrowheads, they shatter when you use them. Yeah. So I'd love to see the arrow uh, removed from his body and analysed because I bet that has got so many stories to it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame they can't get that out. Well, they could, they just didn't want to yeah. because... We could um, offer to do it. Yeah, <laughs> just give me a pair of layers. Yeah. I'll do it while he's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his tattoos. His tattoos. Yeah, I've read that he's got over 50 tattoos. He held the title as been the oldest tattooed uh, individual in the world for quite a long time. But then it triggered a bit of a movement within all of that scene. <laughs> I don't know what they'll call it, of looking for tattoos on people. It was there was a bit of unsurety for a while if if it was another mummy of a of a guy. I should know where. I don't know where this guy was. He was thought to be a warrior, and he had like some dots above his top lip on one side. And it turns out he's a little bit younger than Otzi. But then they started looking at the Egyptian mummies, and they are finding some that are a couple of thousand years older. I think there's a lady that's like over 7,000 years old. I'm not quite sure. She has a couple of um, images tattooed on her that are of possibly of a griffin and of something else. They're really small and they don't look particularly well done. (laughs) But um, nonetheless, they beat Otzi. So Otzi has lots of... He doesn't have anything that that you could say seems to have like a... Sort of um, pictorial meaning, like any sort of pictures, as such. He he's got like lots of lines yeah. on him. I know that there's some sets of lines that are in threes, and some maybe that are just. Um, oh God, I should know more about this. But either way, they are just cuts. They seem to be like just little lines, and they are possibly in the places where he had. Um, he had aches and pains. So some people have said that it's maybe a very early form of uh, acupuncture. Yeah, because they'd analysed his joints in the bones and yeah. found there they'd been joint pr- joint pain problems in the bones there. Yeah. So it's definitely at sites that where there was pain. That's quite interesting. I've read that they think that they were done by cutting the skin and rubbing charcoal and as opposed to doing it with a needle. But okay. again... I don't know. I'd like to know how they analyse these tattoos and mm. if that's a kind of theory just thrown out there or if it's analysed from if they can take samples of pigment from skin or something. Yeah. That'd Hopefully be, we'll that'd be interesting to ask, yeah. Have they just got an ice cream scoop and just scooped one of them off and had a look at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and talking about his health problems, he also, uh, they think that he possibly had Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. His arteries were starting to uh, harden up. And um, he had uh, gum disease. What else? He Well, uh, genetic defects, he was missing his uh, bottom set of ribs. And what else was it? I don't remember. I read somewhere that someone thinks that by this point in his life that he was infertile. Um, but I don't know where the hell he got that from. I haven't picked up more about that because he definitely has, oh, apparently, genetic ancestors. And there's a, a line of males still in Austria that are descended from him. It points to quite an abnormal guy with some serious health conditions, yet adapted to this landscape, mm. going from low valleys to high peaks. You know, that's intense fitness. His body must have fought through so much against medical conditions, medical odds, abnormalities, and still doing that. Yeah. I think it shows how, how strong and how, how much willpower this guy would have had. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And as well, that's the thing is we can say that he's quite unhealthy by modern standards, but we have no idea on what the general state of the other people were around him at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, I, I know I'm just rolling out facts here and stuff now, but of what I think I know. Okay. <laughs> but said that um, he, he had a, he had a, a meal that he'd eaten a while from before, uh, before he died. That was wild ibex meat with uh, some grains and cereals and stuff. And then his last meal was some red deer that they think he had with him. Red deer meat. That interests me. Why is his clothing goat skin and not deer skin? Yeah. Uh, goat skin is very strong. It's quicker to tan. So I wonder if it's a bit more economic. But then his cap being bare fur. Well, how did he come up against a bear? How did he get that bear fur? Yeah. And uh, why only the cap? You know, that's quite fascinating. And and with his food, he's got the grains in his stomach. So I guess that's the link to agriculture. If there was some maybe small-scale farming going on. Yeah. So that, that kind of points to permanence too. There's also the idea that, um, you know, with all of these different elements going on, how capable was he of doing the different things? So obviously, yeah. if he's got arsenic in his hair and his lungs, it shows that he was pretty hands-on with the metal work. Yeah. But was he even able to to do anything more than basic repairs with the leather work? Or was there people doing that for him? Yeah, I think it's taken for granted that he made everything he's wearing, but we rarely do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's interesting because we just don't know what kind of community he came from. You know, you can't live out there on your own. You wouldn't live long at all, I think. And that's that's the main link we're missing, I think, which is quite sad. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there are more people in the ice up there. It's good digging. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that apparently it's it's um like so he was on a particular part of the ridge where if he was a couple of feet in either direction, he would have just been uh, pulled down with the uh, snow and ice over time and he would have just gotten destroyed think of what else is down there maybe his attackers are down there yeah you know maybe they're all still there it does well it, 
Seems like he definitely fucked a few people up along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would really like to talk to um, someone that knows more about this than me about, I've heard that all of his equipment was either, you know, like parts of it broken, like his bow and some mm. of his arrows, or it was a breaking point. Like he was using stuff to the point where it was, you know, he was going to need to replace it soon. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what, do you know what his knife was made of? It was, uh, it was a stone knife. Um, I don't know if it was flint or obsidian, but it was stone um, with a, a wooden handle and it had, he'd woven a beautiful kind of sheath for it out of some kind of plant fibre. That was really interesting. It wasn't a leather sheath. And he had uh, he had flint napping tools as well. Uh, it was like a piece of antler with um, like a, a piece of chunk of copper stuck into it that he used to flake away the chips. Wow. So he had a toolkit for making arrowheads and knives on him as well. That's quite quite amazing. Again, it sort of shows that he had some of these skills then. But didn't have the time to sit down and replace his kit. Yeah. He must have been on the move for everything to be at breaking point. Didn't have time to stop. Yeah. So that that kind of that's a whole other mystery to what's going on in his last few days. Yeah. Because like I mentioned about his last meal, that seems to have been consumed within two hours of his death. Um so again, it seems like he was, yeah, he was definitely on the run. Yeah. Well, what do I know? <laughs> what do we know? Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll find out some secrets. We'll yeah. see. Well, I guess we will leave it at that for now then. We have uh, run over a couple of things of what we think is interesting about him. Because more than anything, what we're just trying to do here is share our enthusiasm for this amazing uh mysterious character so again uh, hopefully this is just going to be an introduction into us talking one day to someone that is more of a specialist on this and us and uh, uh, they can clarify you know what's going on with some of these things that we're not so sure about and hopefully add some you know bring some more things to the table maybe kind of uh, add a bit of background to the analysis of how they work on the body That'd be quite nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know some, like a question I have for the future is all of the pictures I've seen of him when he's coming out of the ice, he seems to be naked. And I've heard that bits and pieces were scattered around like they broke his bag that sadly they can't reconstruct because they don't know how quite how it was made. Um, but it doesn't, like... To me, it looks like he was naked when he came out of the ice. So they say about he's got all of these things and they don't seem to be on him. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it seems some's kind of preserved a little bit. But you're right, it kind of looks naked. But I think I don't know if that's um, ice shift as well. Yeah. As things kind of move in the ground. Yeah, because graves move as well. So yeah, it'd be nice to speak to somebody and ask. Because I know that he was, uh, with the ice pressure of like, however much weight of ice was on top of him, his organs shifted around so much inside his body that for a long time they couldn't find his stomach. And and then when they did find it, it was completely in a different part of his body. Just mush. Uh, I think it just got squished (laughs) to another part of him. But either way, that's something I would like to know more about in the future is how things were distributed around and how they know what they know about him. Aye, for sure. Yeah. So that's something that we'll definitely ask them 
And if you, uh, the listener, have any questions, then leave them in the comments on Facebook or Instagram, and we will make a point of bringing it on board next time we uh, we address this matter. Until then, cheers. Thank you.